Drunk tank, 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 Jeff is a fag. Man, I was about to say something really nice about that. And then uh, now I can't. That was awesome. I was going to talk about how it sounded like that lame Joan Baez shit my parents listened to when I was a kid. <laughs> but I can't say anything nice now. Sorry, sir. But I thought it was awesome. That was fantastic. I think yeah. that should be our permanent theme song. <laughs> that's one of our best entries ever. Yeah, it's great. And, and I'm pretty sure that's not a Reliant K song. <laughs> Who, sent <that> in? <laughs> Who sent that in? Soon to be banned user. <laughs> that was Melman. That Melman. was awesome. Yeah, you're right. It was Melman. <laughs> Melman is now my favorite user. It sounded like a, I was thinking it sounded like Drunk Tank as brought to you by the Coen Brothers, because it sounded like a theme song that would be in a Coen Brothers movie, Yeah, and then it ended like a Coen Brothers movie does, yeah. so it was perfect. <laughs> the unexpected twist. You didn't yeah, see it coming. There you go. It's like, you think it's just this like, catchy little tune, and then it's a comment on someone's sexuality, right? Nice. It, was, it was a sexual slur. Was that what I heard? Yes. Other? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I took it as a compliment. Do you? Nice. Yep. Well, good. Good. I'm glad to hear you weren't offended then at all. I loved it. My favorite. Vote from Bernie on that. Thumbs up. It's it's the best theme song of the week. There you go. The best theme song of Wednesday. Let's just say theme song of the day of the week. Yes. Nice. Hey, um, Jack's here again. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing well. I'm surprised you came back. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm surprised I was invited back. I didn't, but, I didn't realize you were into <laughs> into getting beat up and it's kind like, of verbally harassed. Fetish thing. He's it's kind of my on. thing, I guess. So it's a fetish thing. How huh? you like uh, getting yelled at? Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. You're into schmo videos. Schmo? You know, you know what that is? No. I have no idea what that what is. What is that? You can look it up online later. <laughs> Something Bernie and I know. About. Is, is that a link dump or is that NSFW? Yeah, it could be a link dump. Sure, why not? It's okay. due to like really buff women to come over to their house and basically sit on them, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? And wrestle with them and beat them up and what, yell at them. And what call is them wrong with this world? Don't, don't, don't judge me. <laughs> and you know what? There's nothing wrong with this world because a dude who likes that can find someone else who likes that. That's yep. what's good about the world now. There's a dude that wakes up in the morning and says, I want a muscular woman to sit on my face and call me fat. And, and quite possibly might be you, this dude. And uh, within two hours, he could probably have it going on. Thank you, That's Craigslist. fucking America. That's right Craigslist, there. right? That's or Craigslist and What you want when you want it. Or he can log on and talk to other dudes who like that stuff. And they're like, hey, yeah. let me tell you my story about the best time a muscular woman ever sat on my chest <laughs> and told me I was no good at Scrabble. You, you're, you're gonna, I'm going to have to ask you to spell that for me later so I can definitely include that in, yeah, the, no in problem. the link dump. See, I, you know, they, people talk a lot about how the internet is making people more perverse, but I think it's making them less perverse because they have the ability to kind of exercise their crazy stuff that they're into. No, I don't yeah. know. It, it's more of like a justification. You're like, man, I thought I was fucked up. Do you hear about schmoing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I, I think I'm not nearly fucked up, <laughs> fucked up as I thought I was. I don't think it's making them more perverse. It's just making them more perverse in the same location. Is what is all it is. I think it's, we talked about this at breakfast this morning. Jeff and I went to breakfast this morning. We had a lovely time. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to Cafe 1886. I had the oatmeal with blueberries. I had the breakfast quesadilla. Ooh. Which is healthy. Yeah. Because it starts with a Q. Isn't that what she said? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, we, anyway, over breakfast, we were talking about how the world seems more dangerous now. But that it's actually been just as bad as it's always been, and we just didn't know about all the stuff that was happening before. Right. It's just you get yeah. information instantly and constantly from everywhere. 
that which going back to the Coen Brothers movies, that's essentially the theme of No Country for Old Men is that the U.S. or you know the world has always been a very tough place, mm-hmm. and that it's no place for old men. It's just as you get older, you think the world's getting worse, but it's always been bad. You just didn't have any perspective for it. Absolutely. Like you know what was dangerous? Living in the old West, worried about getting scalped by Indians. That was dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking not letting your six-year-old play in the front yard is not the same thing. Not quite the same thing. And it's you know that thing about not letting your six-year-old play in the front yard. I mean, that's all in your head. Yeah. All in your head. Gus, you'll like this. Fox News is on in my house a lot for oh, reasons I don't want to explain. You're right. I do love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Geraldo Rivera is apparently now a regular commentator on the Bill O'Reilly show. He's like the, the penultimate uh, example of your people, right? Geraldo Rivera? Like the pinnacle of success that <laughs> you can achieve? Awesome mustache. I guess. Him and Edward James almost. Anyway. <laughs> he was on there talking about the girl in Florida who is kidnapped and then was subsequently found in in Alabama, I believe. Do you know the story at all? No. no. Young was, girl. Was she okay? I like that you looked at Jeff when he said Alabama. Uh, no, she was not okay. She oh. was not okay. Um, and it was it was it made a lot of press because, of course, it was a young girl. But then the mother was on the news when the daughter was missing saying, we won't press any charges. We want to get you help. Just turn our daughter back in. Give our sure, daughter back to sure. us. And then when the daughter came up dead... The mother went back on the news and said, we're going to find you, and we're going to kill you, basically. She, <laughs> she did a 180. That's uh, awesome. Go figure. Um, but Geraldo Rivera was talking about how you can't just let your – she was picked up, I guess, coming home from school. How, how, old, how old is this kid? I, I'm, this is all from memory. She's, I think she was about six years old. Okay. She's a young girl, just a, a kid. And Geraldo Rivera was saying – I don't understand this at all. He was saying – to people in the audience, you can't let your daughters, you can't let your kids go out and wander around by themselves. I was thinking about this, and here's the the rules that I came up with. It's what I call the precious poodle rule. The precious poodle rule. We okay. have to treat our children like we treat our wonderful purebred dogs that we have. Like you wouldn't let your your purebred animal walk around by itself. You wouldn't do that and hope it gets home safely on its own. You have to treat your children like you would treat your precious poodle. And it was like, well, how out of touch can one guy be? No kidding. And he went on and on, and nobody stopped him and said, what the fuck are you talking I, I about? I bet everyone Geraldo? that was watching agreed. Every- how about how about you, you treat know, your fucking precious dog like you treat your kid? When I was six years old, I walked like fucking half a mile to the bus stop and home every day. But how yeah. can you relate a kid to a pure... I mean, yeah. I mean, I did, the analogy made no sense to me it's whatsoever. Like, treat, you, treat your child like it has zero intelligence? Well, it's a backwards analogy, right? I mean... Yeah, if anything, you, say, you should treat- be making the reverse argument. Yeah, man, it was a really strange thing. It was it was truly bizarre to hear him talk about that. I'll see if I can find a clip for it for the link dump. Well, I used to live in Jersey, which is where Geraldo lives, and uh, I've seen his house. That dude's pretty out of touch. <laughs> I would bet. I, I think not finding Capone's treasure sent him over the edge. Yeah. He's been loopy ever since then. Yeah, no, that was um, Al Capone's vaults, right? Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Man, that was like... Primetime TV special. Like one of the first, I guess you could kind of call it almost reality TV in a way. Kind of, yeah. Where they had these treasure hunters... <laughs> and they knew the location of Al Capone's vault, and they were going to open them live on TV. And they had like the whole hour-long special leading up to it, talking about the life of Al Capone and speculating about what was in the vault and all the riches that they were going to find. And it was empty, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might have been a few moths in there. <laughs> and it's always like one of those things, too, where you know it's a five-minute show, but they've got a two-hour block of network time, so all they do is just build up to it and build up to mm-hmm. it. And then... Boom, Boom. nothing. To a giant fart. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Did you guys, I know you you guys did, I'm not sure about Jack. Jack, did you see the new uh, Avatar trailer? 
Uh, I, I've seen one on TV. Is that the one you're referring to? Or is there a theatrical trailer? There's a theatrical trailer. It's I have like not. three and a half minutes long. Well, let me, let me Thursday. guess. It's all action packed and trying to make the movie sexy as hell. Nope. Nope. Really? It's all character driven. Right? Oh, wow. A hundred percent awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's fantastic. It's a actually. tremendous trailer. I, I assumed after the, the, or well, the 16 minute sort of, I, I would say flopped. Because people didn't seem enthused. Like, they seemed like they really released that trying to make people, like, super psyched for the movie. And now they'd be like, oh, shit, we've got to drive this to the NASCAR fans. No, I mean, the, Bernie's right. They totally went the character-driven route. Oh, that's awesome. It looks it looks good. <laughs> I'll take a look at that. I take back everything bad I said about Avatar in previous Drunk Tanks. I'll like, agree with that. I'd like to point out I've never said anything bad about that movie. I, I just had questions, I guess, more you than anything. And it, 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 seem, it seems good. We'll see when the movie comes out. I think our general consensus last time we talked about it was, let's wait and see. It's James yeah, Cameron. James Cameron. Yeah. You know, makes that's, James Cameron movies. It's coming out just over a month, right? Yeah, I think yeah, December, December 18th, 18th, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a place to link it from online and uh, and put it on put it in the link dump. But yeah. it, was, it was really good. I yeah. liked that trailer so much, I turned it off. So, because I didn't want to see any more of a movie that I knew I was now going to see. Sign of a good trailer. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. Wow. What's the best trailer you've ever seen? Wow. Um, I would say there was these little commercials that were for episode one, and there was one for Qui Gon Jinn talking oh, yeah. to Jake Lloyd. I, I remember and that those. Was really cool. I thought. And it was yeah, they were way better than anything else they put out for episode one. I was so amped. I must have watched that one thirty second spot about thirty times. I think the uh, trailer for the final Lord of the Rings movie was awesome. That was pretty. I must have watched wow. that twenty times. Yeah, that Return that was of the King trailer, trailer was good. Yeah. Yeah. you know, it was a good trailer. Which the movie is horrible. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor had a great trailer, Dude, and that movie was so bad. I don't know if I remember that. I think trailer. The, the best the best trailer to worst movie probably has to go to Charlie's Angels two. Oh. That was an <laughs> awesome trailer. Dude, you're naming all my favorite trailers. <laughs> yeah. That trailer was incredible. That trailer was fantastic. That's, like, the stuff they do in that trailer is incredible. That, that's where they like dive after the helicopter, and yeah. like, all that stuff's over in the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. They go down the barrel of the tank, and God. yeah, they drive a truck off a bridge, get out of... No, it's of, off of a dam. Off a dam. <laughs> yeah, off a dam. <laughs> yeah, they get out of the truck, get to the ba- the bed of the truck unravel a Black Hawk helicopter <laughs> and then get in the helicopter and fly away in midair. It's awesome. Really awesome. They should, That should have been a two-minute two movie. <laughs> and, you know, I honestly don't know why more people don't make trailers that aren't directly just edits from the movie. Like, yeah. why not just do an additional scene? I love doing that in Red vs. Blue where our trailers are just an episode that's not part of the continuous story. Mm-hmm. I guess it, it depends on quality, right? Because Spider-Man did that. The first Spider-Man trailer right. was that crappy trailer where Spider-Man... Oh, the bank robbery. The bank robbery yeah. where Spider-Man webbed the two dudes between... It was the Twin Towers. Yeah. Twin Towers. They pulled it because yeah. they released that about a month before the Twin Towers. And we were hit. all like, <laughs> this is retarded. <laughs> yeah, it looked <laughs> it was stupid. We did laugh at that one. I remember that. Well, yeah. it was the helicopter getting caught in the web. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. literally like spider web. Yeah. yeah. It was the giant spider web between the World Trade Center towers. Well, you liked the, the Prince of Persia trailer that just came out well here's my problem okay i thought the movie looked like it had good special effects and a good budget and it would be fun to watch kind of in a like the mummy kind of way Mm -hmm. but i can't get over the fact that jake gyllenhaal looks like a douche yeah and every time he's on screen you're like oh and then you see a cool special effect you're like oh and then jake gyllenhaal like pushes his hair back and you go oh (laughs) it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see (laughs) to see when that movie comes out what it's like yeah i know i'll probably see it though just just because just cause the budget. Well, is that the biggest budgeted movie 
based on a video game? I don't know. What's the budget? Obviously, uh, Tomb Raider would. Yeah, like, I guess Tomb Raider's up there. Yeah. Would, would be the nearest contender, or maybe one of the Resident Evil, but those seem to be dropping in budget, not going or, up. Yeah, <laughs> or they're maybe, still making money. Maybe X versus Sever. Yeah, I think they're still making money, but I think that, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're making I think they're making them for less and less money. So we're talking about just the budget, right? Let me see if I can find some numbers for you on Tomb Raider. Yeah, appreciate it. The uh, it definitely seems like the Resident Evil movies very quickly fell off a plateau. It seems like they they spent all their money on the first movie. Yeah, but number four is coming out now. They say really? Yeah, they're still making those. I don't they're think I, another one. I don't Village think is involved. I don't think I saw Extinction. Extinction was the last one. Right? I saw it. It was, was the one in the desert. Yeah, it was the desert. How was it? It was horrible. Really? It was horrible. Well, Mila, Mila Jovovich married the director of those, right? I don't know. Did she? she uh, Paul W S Anderson, not Paul Thomas Anderson. Right. But the, the other Paul Anderson? Wasn't I mean, she also married to the French dude? Luc Besson? Yeah, she was married to him, wasn't she? I don't was know. She? I don't think so. Hey, maybe. I'm not going to say no. Maybe, I, maybe I'm like, like thinking about Natalie Portman. She married she, Natalie Portman, <laughs> didn't she? <laughs> it's like some kind of nerd, my dream. nerd dream, right? Yeah. To uh, direct a movie and then uh, marry your leading actress. That's what Kate Beckinsale did, right? Where, uh, yeah. She, she married yeah. the director of Underworld? Lots of people do that. What's her face from fucking Channel Elizabeth did that too, right? And I, they, no, our, I make out with Joel yeah. all the time. Uh, the production budget of Lara Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life, which was a sequel, was ninety-five million dollars. Jesus, did that wow. movie? That movie didn't make its money back then. No. It made one hundred and fifty-six million worldwide. Okay, so, but it made only sixty-four million domestically. Yeah, so that'd probably be what break-even. Yeah, no, no, no. it depends yeah, on what they sold the overseas rights for. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm sure it did okay in DVD sales and rentals. So I yeah. think for, foreign throws all that stuff on. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they made their money back. Yeah, I'm sure they're okay. Plus, you got to hang out with Angelina Jolie. I, I, that'd be worth $100 million. <laughs> I, yeah. I'd, I'd pay burn. $94 million for that. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You're only burning $30 million, really. The big deal about the first one was uh, it was the movie with John Voight and Angelina Jolie together for the yep. first time, right? Or maybe not Last first time. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's been waiting on that. You know, <laughs> it does go to show that Angelina Jolie is probably the number one starlet in America, and you really can't name what her big hit is. Yeah, I, I can. Mr. 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 Yep. Yeah. Now, but that's her only. Real... But she was already the number one starlet when when she made that movie. That yeah. is her only big Tomb? success. That might the, be her the, only hundred million. The initial well, Tomb Raider movie, I think, made a lot of money, didn't it? Yeah. Well, she's basically got two Tomb Raiders and that... Wanted's in there. Yeah, yeah. Wanted just came out. How much did Wanted make? I don't know. Gone in sixty seconds did okay too. Yeah, that did. Really but I wouldn't well. say she 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 had like. Hey, Hackers did really yeah, well. Hackers no, is probably <laughs> what she's known for. What she broke up. I think what she's first known for is right? probably Gia, but and what Gia she should be known for. Yeah, Girl yeah. interrupted when she was a supporting character. Yeah. There's she no won't... production budget. She won't ask her for that. No production budget numbers available for Prince of Persia that I can find. I'm sure they're out here. I just can't find them. Right. Angelina Jolie won an Oscar for that. For a Girl Interrupted, she did. That's what she won. That's what she made out with her brother on stage and all that. Oh right. Hot. That's pretty hot. That's what we call that Alabama hot. <laughs> Making out with your brother on yeah. stage. Nice. So I saw an ad last night. Speaking of ads and trailers, which is basically ads for movies, right? Uh, Old Spice has this ad. It's uh, I'm a man. I like different scents. It's you'd have to link dump this thing, but it's incredible. And to this day, Old Spice is the only company that I've actively purchased their items based on their advertising. Didn't Old Spice do the one where the guy was uh, singing the song while he was sliding in the home plate? I think so. Is that an Old Spice one? It's, and they do like the Bruce Campbell commercials where you're yeah. singing "Hungry Like the Wolf." Like the, the advertising on Old Spice is fantastic. And that's like, it, have you ever purchased a product based solely on advertising? That's a good question. When I was probably, a kid, maybe. yeah, yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm sure I have. Yeah, like whoever does those commercials, I applaud you. <laughs> I'm sure I, they're listening. I can't think. Um, I bought Forza Two because I liked the Forza Two commercial. Oh yeah, I thought the yeah, I thought it was really good. I pre-ordered Left 4 Dead 2 from GameStop because I like the commercial. <laughs> that was a fantastic commercial. I, like, I might be biased though. You know, 
uh, I don't know if you read this, but a couple of weeks ago, the community manager for Infinity Ward had uh, some statements about advertising for video games, um, talking about how video game companies and developers should be taking their marketing back in-house and not contracting out to third-party marketing agencies. That's a horrible idea. (laughs) They were talking about how they know their game better than anyone else and they could do a better job marketing it and next to it's us really, it's really unnecessary to, to farm out work like this to an outside agency well okay the making a commercial is one thing there's a whole other part of advertising which is the media buying which right. that's really the the major part of the contract that you're doing i'm sure the video game guys could make their own trailers and well do a great job here's, here's the follow-up to that i don't know if you heard about this either but aren't they the, getting in trouble yes they released like their own viral video for promoting modern warfare 2 okay well, can i say one thing real quick mm-hmm. we're a week away from the release and i don't want spoilers about what's going to happen in modern warfare 2 i have managed to avoid it no no, no this well, is no well okay. which is horrible because like, no. a huge thing just hit and i can't talk about it it's well, well i'll get out of here no no, no, no i don't no, want to no, talk, no, talk about i don't want to know either Wait, i don't want to know either but anyway they, they released this viral psa it's supposed to be like a tongue-in-cheek thing they is this kind of like their kim jong-il thing uh, no, no, no. This was oh, like, I know this, they about. did this in-house. Why don't we, like, Gus say it? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how everyone keeps fucking interrupting me. <laughs> Does everyone, do you want to guess, Jack? Maybe someone will figure it out. Is, anyway, it, the, is it the baseball player thing? Yes, they released hey, hey. a viral PSA that they called it Fight Against Grenade Spam, and it's just like talking about people who throw grenades excessively in Call of Duty. Well, the Fight Against Grenade Spam initials spell out fags, and uh. they kept insinuating that people who throw lots of grenades are fags, and they got into a ton of trouble as a result of it. I mean, yeah, this, this is what happens. Keep it in house, genius. Yeah, when you do it in house and you don't, you know, go to someone who's who maybe has a little bit more experience, <laughs> understands standards and practices. Right. Yeah. Yep. It, I, I, I I haven't seen the video. I've only read the stories about it because they, they pulled it down. But apparently, the I guess some pitcher for the Phillies was like the voiceover for it. Cole yeah, he got in Hanner trouble. Hart, Cole Harnels. I don't know who that is. Cole Hamill, right? Cole Hamill. The, the Phillies can afford trouble right now. <laughs> That being said, though, GameStop just announced that's the most pre-ordered game in the history of the company. Mm-hmm. And in that guy's defense, in Philadelphia, fag is spelled with a PH. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there's no way he could have known. I, yeah, but anyway, I thought it was a it was it was interesting timing that they they badmouth outside agencies and immediately drop the ball on their next project, their well, next their next le- marketing piece. Let's be honest; it's not going to get anything pulled from shelves. Uh, no one's going to find you. There's no governing body that's going to find you for viral marketing not standards true. and practices. So the fact that people are talking about this acronym makes it work. It's working. Yeah, but no one's seeing it. You, they, they pulled the video. Oh, because well, yeah, videos, you can pull them from the internet and they'll never exist yeah. again. Exactly right. I'll <laughs> <laughs> ask Dallas Clark about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the thing about, about Modern Warfare 2 is it seems like why spend any more time marketing that, you know? I mean, yeah. it's just it, – it's going to sell yeah, – but jillions of copies. Everyone who's going to buy that game should already know about it, right? Like, there's not someone who's, like, a huge Call of Duty 4 fan. Yeah. <laughs> like, Modern Warfare is like, what? They're making a sequel? <laughs> but it does, that was two it, years ago. Wah, wah, wah? It, it does make me worry that Infinity Ward, if they're doing this kind of thing, is going to take the place of Gamecock or Midway. There, there's been a void left of shitty marketing from those companies, <laughs> and somebody has to fill that gap. Hopefully it's not Infinity Ward. Hopefully nobody does. God, because you got to admit the prestige edition of Modern Warfare Two, where they give you the it's ridiculous the what are the night vision goggles? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's how has that not been a bigger deal? I figured like you know Fox News would have bit on that, been like, oh, they're teaching kids to run around at night. They're, they're not know, they're not functioning NVGs, are they? Yeah, they are. They're fully working night vision goggles. Well, really? 
They they sell toys. They sell kids' toys now that are night vision goggles. Why, why did, why did I just, pseudo? Why did I just pre-order the normal version then? God damn it! <laughs> what are they? They're not. Gus, you can go to the toy toy aisle. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to fucking an, order. Them. Here's an honest question because I'm curious. When I think of game companies making their own viral marketing, I think of Gamecock, and I want to shoot myself. I think of that fucking serious Sam video they did that just came out that was really unwatchable. It was like seven minutes long. And I think of shit like that, Infinity Ward. What's an example of a developer that's actually made good viral marketing? Oh, well, I'll say a, a, a company that does good marketing of their own materials might be Blizzard when they release their own in-house cinematics and things like that to promote their own sure. games. Bungie okay. does too. Bungie makes those vid docs, which yeah. are awesome. The Vidocs? Bungie yeah. Vidocs are good. Um, you don't say video. I, I don't, think his, I think his I don't, pronunciation Does, does Bungie actually make the Vidocs? Yeah, McCool, yeah. Jim McCollum yeah. makes those. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And they released those. And then uh, uh, probably another great example is Valve's Meet the Blank series. Yep. From Team Fortress 2. People love those. Those are great. Yeah, I really liked the the Meet the Blank series that, that Valve did. So yeah, I guess there are a few a few game companies that do it. Do it well. And, and it's cool I, because it, it, the the in the Meet the Sniper one elements from the viral piece then have made it back into the game. Like the Jar of Urine is now in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. See, that's the other problem too is that video game companies uh, they tend to do things that maybe aren't broad enough, you know? Sure. Like, you know, do you really want... In fa- I'm playing Fable 2 right now, and a big part of Fable 2 is farting for people's amusement. <sighs> you know, the last thing I'd want to see is Lionhead making a viral piece about nonstop farting. Right, you N- know? Natal farts or something. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot <laughs> in a game, and maybe it's better for someone who's not directly related with the development of that game to take a look at it and say, here's what we should focus on. Right. Because developers have so much they can focus on. Maybe when the Natal version of Fable comes out, it'll have an infrared camera and it can sense when you fart and your character will fart on screen at the <laughs> same know. time. We can hope. Yeah. Like I think re- that's been done, right? Real-time fart technology. They'll see your ass cheeks up. Methane detector. It's a new FPF genre. Oh, man. So before we get too far, Before we get too far away from movies, can I talk about something real quick? Yeah, please do. Jack, do you follow Tim Alamo? On Twitter? I do. There was a really cool thing that happened this week where he posted, uh, Tim League is the guy who owns and runs the Alamo Theater here in Austin. We've mentioned them many times before. And and the new highball. Yeah, he started the draft house and owns the original Alamo. Four of them. Right. Three of them. Three Three of them. Which is one less than what I said. (laughs) And in case you're wondering, too, there's also a Left 4 Dead 2 mod now that that somebody made. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. You can look up Left 4 Dead 2 Alamo, and it shows one of the Alamo theaters. That's actually one. That's the one in Austin he doesn't own. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. It's one of the franchise ones. But anyway, Tim's a very cool guy. And they do all these fun little bumpers before the movie because you kind of have to show up 40 minutes before an Alamo. That's the one drag to the Alamo draft house. Mm -hmm. Is you got to show up early, you but you show, can drink beer. Yeah, you got to show up early and drink and eat food. And they yeah. make it entertaining by giving you what stuff like you're about to talk about. I have a feeling. Yeah, like they do these little bumpers and cool stuff like that. And you know, like they had former Governor Ann Richards in a "Don't Talk in the in the Movie Theater." <laughs> so good. That was a good yeah. one. Where she comes in and beats the hell out of a guy and throws him out of the theater, <laughs> and, and uh, just really cool stuff like that. Well, he posted about his experience. One of their big things is no talking. Uh-huh. And oh, I know he, what you're talking about. he put up a little flag at the Alamo. You order by putting up these little pieces of paper. You can also use those pieces of paper to tell your waiter, these guys right here are making noise in front of me. Can you tell them to be quiet? So that you don't have to go, hey, shut up, asshole. And they have a no-talking rule. If you get corrected once, that's it. And if you get corrected again, you're just tossed out of the theater. Yeah. Without a refund. Without a refund. And they put that all over at the beginning of the movie. And it works because I know a girl that works there and has worked there for a long time, and she's seen one person get kicked out yeah. the entire time she's worked there. Yep. So. And, and so the, the, this guy got shushed. Tim was at his own theater watching a movie. And put up a flag saying these guys are talking, won't stop talking. Um, 
So he finally said, okay, I'm going to write down and put it in. And the waiter shushed him. And the guy apparently went completely silent, but into like a rage silence. Nice. I like and those. And waited the rest of the movie, then came out and started screaming at the waitstaff. And they said, well, this was the owner of the theater, so you can't really go over heads because the owner of the theater was in your movie, and he's the guy who raised the flag on you. And then he tracked Tim down in the parking lot as Tim was pulling away and started like beating on his windshield and spitting on his car. And Tim said, you know, whoever this guy is, yeah, you said you'll never come to my theater again. Good. Don't come back. Dude, yeah, what a kidding. fucking dickhead. I hope he leaves Austin. Yeah. I, I yeah. hope he got, I don't know, I hope he got hit by a fucking car on the Dude, way to his Dude, you car lose your lot. Alamo draft house privileges. What else is there for you in Austin? Like, he can go to the Whole Foods. I guess that's about it. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll go to the educational IMAX. Oh, but I just love that there's a theater owner who's like, yeah, get the fuck out. Absolutely. Don't, yeah, I don't want your yeah. business. That's great. Why would you want that business? What a fucking dickhead. I take that stuff seriously, man, and that's why we love I hope him. that guy spits on our podcast. <laughs> and it was nothing but positive feedback from everybody on Twitter that I saw. Oh, sure. Yeah, well, of course. Know. Everyone hates that. Why is it that everyone hates the person who talks during the movie, but people still fucking talk during the movie? No one likes that. Everyone knows it's rude. I don't know. Who are these people? No, yeah. actually, I can I can vouch for another theater that uh, I was when I was living in L.A. I went to the ArcLight, and there was a guy sitting next to me in one of the movies I was seeing, and they're very very like intense about no talking, no mm-hmm. texting during the movie, and they come out before like someone will come out before the movie, introduce it, say please shut off your cell phones, no talking, whatever. And this guy next to me busted open his cell phone and started texting, and I was you know I was having that quiet rage deal, and then we had uh, someone from the theater came up and asked him to stop. It was incredible. <laughs> I was like sitting there like. Oh my god, that's freaking great. Yeah, I love the Arc Light. They're really good about that. But I, and Jeff and I actually the first time we went to the Arc Light, Jeff and I went and saw episode three there with a friend of ours. On opening day. It was on opening day. We were out there for E three, I think, and we took a break and went over to go see Star Wars with a friend of ours named Kent. And uh Kent's a big guy. He's real like real tall, real real big. Anyway, he's the sa- guy who makes Ask a Ninja. Yeah, it's Kent Nichols. And uh, we were all sitting down at the theater, and it was a pretty packed house, and like this family came in and sat in front of us. It was you know, mother, father, and like there's three Maybe, whatever, the three sons, let's say. And they were all probably, what, 10 years old? Yeah, like t- teen, tween age, somewhere around there. And uh, the movie starts, you know, like you said, the guy comes out, asks everyone to be quiet, turn off your phones. Movie starts, you know, beautiful, you know, digital pr- projection. First time I've ever seen digital projection. And the three 10-year-old boys, like, just start talking to each other nonstop during the movie. And then I, I was getting pretty upset about it. Like, they wouldn't shut the fuck up, and they're sitting right in front of us. And Kent <laughs> leans over onto the chairs and, like, puts his head right between all of them and goes, Hey, you know how y'all are talking? That's totally awesome. Keep it up. <laughs> like, big, hairy, fucking six foot four. Like, I don't think six, they... Six, six, Kent, six, six. He's they, a big dude. I don't think they exhaled the rest of the movie. They, were, <laughs> they fucking sat like, like statues just staring at the screen. <laughs> Those kids probably still have nightmares about it. <laughs> The Yeti that shushed them. <laughs> <laughs> they might be seeing a therapist. It was, it was <laughs> but in their, in their defense, how often do you get to see a Star Wars movie with Chewbacca? <laughs> <laughs> Those kids will never go to the woods again. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty awesome. But I, uh, I, I just, uh, I, I gotta say, I really appreciate that. I, there was somebody who posted a uh, from another podcast. He posted about going to a screening, a press screening, and they opened it to the public to get more reactions. And how all the press walked out because they could not watch a free movie with the general public. That they were just <laughs> people were walking in and out of theater, walking up and down the aisles, yelling at the screen. And that's funny. He talked about the guy talked about the phenomenon of the say what I see guy who sat next to him, and everything he saw on screen, he just said, there's a, "Like, oh, there's a boat. <laughs> oh, there's the guys. The guys coming after him." 
He's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we've all been around somebody like that. That's incredible. That's fucking great. You know, every time we hang out with Kent, or we have in the past, that we haven't hung out with him in a while, something interesting happens. Do you remember when we all went out to that steak dinner in L.A.? Oh, he wanted man. to take us to some, like, old school steak restaurant that was supposed to be, like, like a Rat Pack kind of steak restaurant. And... Uh, we we get about a block from it, and there's helicopters. Well, we couldn't park. And there's police lines. We couldn't park because the street was closed for some there's, reason. There was a fucking drive-by shooting in the parking lot of this restaurant, <laughs> and we had to like go around the cops to get in. It yeah, was like crazy. We, we had to walk under the crime scene tape, and they're like, "Who are you?" Like, well, we're just gonna eat. They're like, "Okay, go ahead." <laughs> oh yeah, why not? <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> God, I forgot about that, man. Yeah. That was. That was I, I have no idea where that was in LA. That's like before I really. Was, I, I remember where it was in the fucking ghetto. Yeah, it was a Crenshaw. It was, it? it was before I had my vague handle on LA geography. We were uh, we were almost late to a network meeting this last trip out to LA uh, because of a high speed chase. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, we got stuck behind a, a quote unquote high speed. You know, on the freeway when they all go slow and they just won't pull the guy over because he's not being dangerous. But we were backed up for miles on the freeway. Following this chase, and we were close enough to see the cop cars blocking us off. Like really? we were probably twenty or thirty cars back in line. That's wow! And saw the wall of police cars. So it was cool, but really inconvenient. Yeah, and sucky. It's, it's like part of the real LA experience, though. Yeah, if you're not familiar, that happens all the time in LA. That's, yeah, I never got to experience that. That was that in an earthquake. I never got to be in an earthquake, and I was. I'm honestly kind of disappointed I wasn't in an earthquake. Yeah, high speed, uh, high speed chases are like a sport in LA. <laughs> Well, they cover it now nationwide, I've seen. Like, every now and then, if you're watching daytime news or, like, one of the 24-hour channels, they'll throw on live feed. Oh, there's a chase in L.A. It's... Only the good ones, though. The, you know, <laughs> the, ones that, the ones that come up from the Farm League. <laughs> We've had a lot of high-speed chases in Austin recently. Have you noticed that, Gus? Yeah, there was, there's been two that ended right at in our, our neighborhood. In our neighborhood, yeah. yeah. We had, like, in the past couple months. Somebody hit a homeless guy in a wheelchair. I saw that dude, like, 15 minutes before, the, before he got killed. That was fucking horrible. Why didn't you tell him? I, sh- I should have warned him. <laughs> <laughs> you, that wasn't his normal corner either. Normally, he's up on airport. I don't know what he was doing yeah. down. And you were late. You had to go to your, your U-Haul storage facility and get in your box, so you couldn't stop the war. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that the most obscure reference of all time? By the way, <laughs> possibly, possibly. It's a primer. Oh, reference. We've probably talked about primer on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we have talked about primer. Yeah, but yeah. I guarantee nobody's seen it. So. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> oh, did you see the XKCD uh, comic that came out this week? Yeah. Speaking of primer, it's incredible. It's a timeline. Uh, it's a, it's Lord of the Rings, yes, Star it's Wars. Incredible. No, it's, uh, it's Lord of the Rings, it's Star Wars, and it's Primer, and it's a, a visu- like a visual timeline of characters where they are in location to each other. It's like the guy must have spent hours and hours and hours working on this thing. Like I I, I can't do justice explaining it. Just you'll have to see it. But it's it's awesome. Gus, yeah. you're shaking your head. Could you do anything like that? I'm looking at. I it. wouldn't waste my time. No, but you can you can okay. Like Bernie's got it. Oh, open the punchline's funny though. You, if you'll see it, the punchline is yeah, like it's primer. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Cyanide and Happiness did actually a very funny time-traveling comic where, I'll have to link it, but the guy goes from one panel into the next, like walks through the wall into it, and, and like drops down to the floor to the lower panels, and it's very seamless the way they did it. I thought it was very funny. Hmm. So let's talk about more comic strips during the <laughs> podcast. Did you... Uh... Did you hear, Bernie, that uh, SAG rejected the uh, video game voiceover deal they had? SAG rejected it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After accepted it, though. <laughs> so the video game industry made an offer. SAG rejected their offer? Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what that would entail, but I just know that video game, the voice actors, don't get paid a lot. Yeah, that, and that's what I guess SAG was uh, upset about, because I guess there's like they call it an atmospheric provision, and it would allow video game makers to use an actor in 20 voice roles 
up to 300 wards each at a daily base rate of $782. Okay. Is that good or bad? Let me tell you, well, 300 wards each is absolutely nothing in a video game. Yeah, if but that's, that's it, for 20 voices, though. For 20 voices? What does that mean? Like, they could be 20 voice roles. It could be 20 different characters at 300 wards each. It doesn't matter, man. If, like, let's take, for example, I don't know, somebody in a multiplayer game. Um, like an ODST, one of the ODSTs in ODST, or one of the survivors in Left 4 Dead. If you were to go through the sound library of just all of the stuff they do, there's probably 200 uhs and ah uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, there's tens of thousands of lines sometimes that one voice actor can do. Yeah, but I'm sure these, this is more intended not towards main characters, which obviously will have a ton of a ton of lines, but you know, more, maybe a more ancillary character. Okay. All right. So that, that's probably why they call it the atmospheric provision because it's more like a background atmosphere. Did character. this start with the Nico dude, the guy who did Nico in Grand Theft Auto Four? No, I'm sure it didn't. I'm <laughs> well, sure. It I didn't. know. Did he bring a lot of light to it? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I think I think yeah, I think you know Grand Theft Auto being such a huge hit and generating so much money in a short period of time, it does become clear like wow, you know the people that you associate with the actual production. But you gotta say, I mean. Tom Cruise gets paid $20 million because people – you put Tom Cruise on a poster, people will go see the movie. Right. And Tom Hanks. People did not buy Grand Theft Auto because this guy was doing the voice of Nico. I'll go even further. Right. He, 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 his claim was that he popularized the character of Nico, and Nico was successful because of him. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Also, Nico, not been in one DLC, has he? Yeah, he has. No, yeah, he's, been has. In every, uh, he's been in every he's, DLC. He makes cameos. But it, that could have been pre, like stuff they recorded a long it time ago. It was pre-recorded. Sure. He doesn't speak in the... He only uses words from like previous audio sessions. Yeah. Like, I just saw him. I just ran into a pretty big scene in Gay Tony with him, and he doesn't say a word. But he's on screen for, like, two minutes. Mm-hmm. And we know that they shuffle people in and out of the Mario voice acting parts yeah. and you know it people don't seem to mind you know as much or notice really yeah Wait, did you say mario yeah well not mario it's himself but well, you know we know people the the woman who plays cortana has played princess peach has played toad she played zoe in left for dead yeah i mean these are major oh. characters in major franchises i mean if mm-hmm. this was an actress and these were movies we were naming um you know her name is jen taylor you know she'd be one of the Bridges act- yeah, actresses yeah. in America. I well, don't you know. think she's Princess Peach anymore, though. Right, she was. That's what I'm saying. They move people in and yeah. out of, of those characters and the Mario. And Well, the, the guy who plays notice. Mario is one of the few voice actors who gets recognized as, yeah. oh, you're the voice of Mario. I see him in, like, E3 and PAX. Yeah. He was, I think he was at PAX. He did a GameStop manager's appearance one year, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's like he always has a rep around him for what he can say in the Mario voice and what he can't. Sure. I think. <laughs> You can't go around asking for mushrooms. I think that voice actors probably need to make more money for video games, though. I agree. I really do. I don't think they. I don't think we need to get to the point where they're I, the developers carry the burden of the video game. Right. You know, publishers add a lot, distributors add a lot, voice actors add a lot, but the developers they need to be making the lion's share of the money. And those that I would I would say that torch needs to be carried first for those guys because there's a lot of people who put in a lot of hours on these games mm-hmm. and their efforts go unsung and their the voices are unheard so they need to make a lot more money. Well yeah, you've got you've got 100 to 150 people putting 3 years of their lives into a video game and then a voice actor or voice actress comes in and does 2 days of work. I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, you could look at it that way, but a lot of actors do that in movies too, you know what I mean? Sure. But at the same sense there's a lot of money now being made, more money being made. There's I there's also the costs are also escalating as well. well. I mean, yeah, I mean you, you can talk about animated films too. Like, uh, like what's the Christmas? The, not Christmas Story. What's the, what's the new one? The Ebenezer Scrooge Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Christmas Carol. Yeah. I mean, that's Jim Carrey, and they're 
they're pushing that as a Jim Carrey movie. And it's like, do you think a video game will ever get to that point? You mean a video game or a video game celebrity? Well, I mean, either way. Like, this is, like, say this is the Jim Carrey video game. Like, oh. he, he is, you know, the yeah, headliner. Yeah, it's already happened. Brutal Legend. How often know. do you see Brutal Legend mentioned without Jack Black? Well, uh, the, can you can you the, name the, any promotional material? The Eddie that, Riggs ad is all about just Eddie Riggs the characters and say it doesn't say Jack Black at all. That's one. You guys yeah. are closer you, you to it than I am. I don't see a lot of Jack Black stuff with Brutal God, Legend. I do. Every marketing piece yeah. I've seen has Jack Black well, in that stupid costume. Yeah, I feel I like mean, he's been pushing the Jack hell out Black. of it. But yeah, and even even like when I saw Tim Schafer on Jimmy Fallon, did, the majority of what they talked about was about Jack Black and how they got Jack Black to be in the game. And how they made the game, he, he, his whole idea was to make a game that Jack Black would like. And then he showed it to Jack Black, and Jack Black was like, I want to be in this game. And he was like, I can't believe this is happening. Jack Black is going to be in the game. I bet if he went back and counted, his, Jack Black's name was mentioned 40 times. Oh, in this last couple sentences he said? Yeah. Just a, <laughs> yeah, which is a paraphrase of that interview. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, like, but still, Jack Black versus, like, what if, you know, Tom Hanks came out, and this is, like, the first Tom Hanks video game. Like, he was a starring role. And something like Uncharted, like, if they did Uncharted 3, and it was clearly, like, the, like a recognizable face, do you, think, I mean, do you think that'll happen in the next two years? I'm saying it's already happening. It happened there. It happened with ODST. Nathan Fillion is the main character right, of ODST. I think, I, think Jack, still I, think, talking... I think Jack's taking it a little further. It's like... You know, Tom Hanks presents, or you know, Uncharted Three starring Tom Hanks, yeah, or yeah. something like where their name is actually on the fucking cover. You know, it's like, or like, uh, like part of the title. Jeff saying he thinks it's already happened. I think we're, we're disagreeing. Well, I, mean, I like, think we're there. You might you're arguing verbiage on the cover of a game, but I think right. we're already there. I don't think people know. I, I I don't think you people know the game Brutal Legend without Jack Black. I do. I'm. I do. But it, obviously, we just disagree. You know what I mean? Sure. You know, I yeah. I, I know Brutal Legend because people are talking about it. But I get the point. I mean, thinking now, like, arguing against myself, they they had Stranglehold, which was John Woo presents Stranglehold. Sure. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That game did, didn't do too hot, but still, I guess... 50 you know. Cent presents Blood on the Sand. That's true. Well, who's mm-hmm. the dude who makes Metal Gear Solid that everybody goes gaga Hideo for? Hideo Kojima. Kojima. Yeah, you know, and the, the dude at Nintendo, Miramoto. Miyamoto? Miyamoto. Miyamoto. I don't know. Miramoto is his, you know, his brother. <laughs> I've, always felt that, I've always felt that way about the video game industry. I love the products. I don't really associate even... I just recently became aware of studios that... I'm I'm really surprised when I hear younger people talking about video game studios that they know studios apart as opposed to just franchises and consoles. That's well, all I knew. Is that, is that good or bad? I think it's good. I think, you know, if people are really into it, it shows that they are researching it or at least there's a sophistication on the part of the consumer where they can tell things apart. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, Pixar. You know, everyone knows Pixar is always going to put out quality. You could say right. – you could argue like – Valve is similar like that. Like, if a new Valve game comes out, people are going to go, oh, you know, I'll check it out just because it's Valve. Right? We're, not, we're not objective, though, Jack. I bet I could pull aside people on the street, and they wouldn't be able to tell me if Shrek was a Pixar movie or not. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, know? definitely not. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, probably, it's probably a good comparison, is people being able to tell movie studios apart. All right, let me ask you this, because we've been exposed to different things. Would you rather, what do you think would be harder, working on a television show, just week to week, Working on a movie in the last two months before the movie comes out, or working on a video game in the last three months before the video game comes Harder? out. Harder? Yeah, probably game. the video, video game. game. Video game crunch time is mortifying to watch sometimes. Yeah. What goes on in that industry where people are just around the clock, just slamming it and working nonstop. And sometimes we, we show up often during that process because, you know, we come along to do... And they love seeing us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to do machinima stuff or, you know, to do, uh, you know, working on an ad campaign or something like that. And it's always, yikes. It's just a lot of 
dark circles under eyes and vacant stares and <laughs> cots in people's cubicles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's crazy. So I have to agree with you guys. I would probably least likely least like to work on a video game during crunch. It time. looks like a refugee camp typically. It can. Yeah. It's like, God, what natural disaster are these people running away from? It's always great to talk to, like, the conceptual artists, too, and the writers who have been done, essentially. You know, they, they really don't have much to add at the last minute. Yeah, they're, like, writing. We're thinking about the next project. They're like, hmm, this is, you know, this is easy. <laughs> well, I like, sure hate crunch, right? Ooh, so much work. There must, yeah. be, there must be a feeling, though, that they have to be there. Right. You know? Yeah, they've got to stay till 630. And then go home. They, they, they can get a mannequin and dress it up and make it look like them. Put it in their office and sneak out the window. <laughs> it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You open the door and it waves. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like in the hallway, there's like that that hallway in Battlestar Galactica with all the pictures. And it's the people's families that they haven't seen, you know, for, for six weeks. And they just all walk by and touch the wall. <laughs> I remember them. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Did you hear about the problems that World of Warcraft is having in China? They've been having those problems for a while, right? Yeah, but it's they're not it, going. It's, it's not getting any better. It's like they were talking about how they were going to start up again next month, and nope, trying to shut them down. Do you know how many subscribers for a while were from China? It was a lot, right? It was like over fifty percent of their subscribers. I think so, really? right? Yeah, it was like it was like six million people. Because WoW Jesus. has like eleven million subscribers or eleven and a half, mm-hmm. but only two. Or so are from America. Really? Yeah. It's higher than that. I think it's like three or four million. But still, it's a small percentage of their overall population. Wow, that's that's a stat I had no idea about. Yeah. And uh, I guess the uh, Chinese government is really, you know, hardlining them. <laughs> and uh, they, well, they may not they may not start back up. They may be gone forever. I don't I don't know what you're talking about actually. China the, shut down World of Warcraft? Right, because Blizzard doesn't run World of Warcraft in China. They have to outsource it to uh, a Chinese company to run it. And this past spring... Why? Why is that? It's like some Chinese law. Jesus Christ, why don't we have laws like that? So, they, the, like, this company was running it. The company was called The Nine. And I guess Blizzard was unhappy with their performance, so they terminated their contract and had awarded the contract to another company called NetEase. Chinese government had to approve it. They delayed, took a long time. They finally started looking like they were going to approve it, and then they decided they weren't going to approve it. And now it's just look, it looks like it's just not going to happen. Wow. Uh, the Chinese government has said that they have committed, quote, gross violations of Chinese law and that they need to stop charging players for the game and um, stop accepting new registrations. And that's it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's got- really interesting. I bet the Nine's performance is looking pretty OK to them at this point. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think the Nine is going to launch a competing uh, MMO now. Really? Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that. I'll have to double check that. Um, I don't, I don't know that for a certain, but I'm pretty sure that's true. I bet it's going to be exactly the same with like 10% different assets. <laughs> you yeah. think so? Yeah. I would bet. As it stands, World of Warcraft is already modified for the Chinese government to be playable in China. Like all the skeletons, like the undead, for example, undead cannot have bones showing. So like all the undead characters have to have, like, you know how sometimes like they had bones showing like on their elbows and parts of their arms. Sure. In the Chinese version, it's all covered with skin. Interesting. Huh. And there's a bunch of weird little uh, differences like that in the game. Well, there were before the game got shut down. <laughs> anyway. So are, are we talking about World of Warcraft now? Yeah. Hey, so uh, the guild's doing good. I started up a guild. Cool. We are, we are the drunk tanks. Are you? Because that's, no, that's a funny. joke. Yeah, no, it's good. It's playing the name. Yeah, playing the name. <laughs> I, see, I see what you did there. But it's yeah, interesting. It's... No drunk tank members are in your guild, though. That's I, do I count? Uh, <laughs> every now and sure. then, every now and then you count. Sure, you can count. I'm, I'm a, a partial member, but uh, 
No, it, it's going really well. I have I have like two or three people message me every time I get on to join. We're probably up to about sixty members now or so, and uh, it's fun and like it's it's kind of cool because you can jump in anytime and you know it's a group of people that are all into you know red versus blue, rooster teeth, achievement hunter, and uh, drunk tank stuff. So it's like you have a common interest already. It's cool. And you're you, on uh, you're on Dawnbringer, right? Yeah, we're on Dawnbringer, which apparently uh, everyone has told me. Everyone who joins in who's been playing for a while says it's a horrible, horrible server. Listen, and I immediately they, tell them it, it was your fault. They say every, everyone says that about every server. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all I know. So. I don't even play, and I just need to remember that. They're, they're all fucking identical. <laughs> Trust me. No, I mean, that's, that's not true. They're not all identical, but the server's fine. You know what would get me to go back and play WoW? I would like to join a server, start a new character, level one, and if the character dies, he's dead. I think that would be a, like a hardcore mode. I think that would be an awesome experience. Realism mode. Yeah, it would make it really. You would go out in packs to do stuff. Yeah, that's true. It would make it a really interesting experience. God, man, people it, fucking kill themselves. They would kill themselves. And oh if you got ganked, God. you'd be like, "I'm gonna find you." It would you be motherfucker. It would be every day. It'd be like thousands of you stole my cloud song. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to think of the different dynamic too. Like you could put prices on people's heads. Oh, wow. Like this guy has killed eight people. We have got to kill this guy. We've got you, to find him and kill him. You know, the South Park episode. It's interesting. I did. I did something kind of like. I mean, that. in the game, not <laughs> not in reality. By the way, I did something kind of like that in Dungeons and Dragons last night, where I got myself into some trouble and I was gonna die. All I had to do was call out for help, and I didn't. I was like, I'm gonna see if the DM will kill me. And I didn't call out for help, and sure enough, he didn't let me die. <laughs> really, uh, a cheap character showed up at the last minute to waltz in and save my life. I was prepared to go. What's, so what's just the to point? See if he, yeah, I was kind of disillusioned. I was kind of sad. You should have called him on it. So in D and D, if, made fun of it, if your character dies in D and D, that's it. Right? Oh, you're fucking dead. Oh, dude. You can be resurrected. I had negative two health, and I was bleeding out. And they uh... negative two health. Yeah. Yep. Is yep. it like pre dead? Yeah. You, yeah, d- you die much. at negative ten. At uh, zero, you go unconscious, uh, and you slowly every round you lose one. I was bleeding out hit point until you get to negative ten, and they swooped in in the nick of time and saved me. So is your character going to start just, like, jumping off cliffs and things like that? Just fuck it. Sticking forks in electrical sockets. <laughs> Gus, would you play that? We'll see. Would you do that where if, where if you had a wild character and it died? Oh, man. And you lost all your gear and everything? Probably not. No, I don't think I would. And you could loot the body of the person, the dead person. No, I don't think I'd do that. I played some MUDs like that, like, way back in the day. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be curious? I, I played MUDs like that back in the day. I'm done with that. I don't want to do that anymore. See, I, I think it, w- it would be a group of people would just become the ultimate assholes. Like they would, you know, and it would just be like that group of 20 people who just you know look around and murder people. Well, and they'd, they'd be, they would get killed. They'd be bullies. That's yeah, it. and yeah, they that's... would get killed. So they, people would set out to kill those people. Uh, yeah, and then the group of 25 people would kill them. And the group be the... of 30 people would kill them. And escalating arms but race. There'd be so much collateral damage in that though. Where like you know, if you're a new character, you're like level five or something like that. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh hey, look at that. Let's kill him. What you would have is you'd have a bunch of low-level characters taking pot shots at each other constantly. Yeah. It'd you be know. anarchy. Or you could... You, <laughs> I wonder if you could, like, if there was, like, one powerful character, you know, I don't know, like, let's just say terrorizing the low-level area. Like, let's say, like, a level 50 character came and was doing that. Like, if everyone's like, let's kill him. Everyone, just keep just roll level one characters and keep re-rolling <laughs> level one characters and just swarm him. And it's like he gets overwhelmed with, like, hundreds <laughs> of level one characters attacking him. Yeah, that's like... And like, as soon as they die, they're like, yeah, they're just like, re-roll, new one, and just fucking keep going. Like that, like that episode of Seinfeld where all the kids hung out after the karate class and beat up Kramer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just, just, just like that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta work with numbers if that's what it's you true. have. It'd be hard to level up to 60, though. I mean, you'd have to go... Fuck, dude. Or you know, 80. You'd start with a new server. 
Nope. They'd all be level ones on it. That's it. No nope. transfer. No one it. would want to raid. No one would want to do anything. It would be fucking hiding and crying. Be a bu- bunch <laughs> of people hanging out in the inn at Brill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would play. I would play that for sure. Just yeah, for, just yeah, the yeah they'd be in Brill. They wouldn't even make it to fucking Undercity. <laughs> Sepulcher's far too dangerous. <laughs> but you have to think about it, too. If you saw, like, a level 30 character, you'd be like, how the hell did you get to level 30? Yoink! Yeah, without dying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd be wondering that as he's murdering you. Stab! <laughs> you know? He'd be, he would be like, there would be, like, these hero guys, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a couple level 80s go at it, and one of them dies, and, oh, shit. Like, and, and then the other one's even more powerful. See you in six months, loser. It's like fucking Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of RPGs, how do you like Dragon Age? Guess that's, you've been playing it. It's all right. It's it's good. I, I I've been really enjoying it. I think I'm like four or five hours in. How does it compare to Kotar? It's been so long since I played Nazi Republic. I, I can't say. I think I think I like Nazi Republic more just because of the you know the universe and sure. you know, did, the backstory. And did stuff. you play Jade Empire at all? No, I didn't. How does it compare to Mass Effect? How about that? Uh, I think I like this more than Mass Effect. I'm not sure 100. percent Very similar though, right? Uh, yeah, you In know, like branching, mechanics, branching I mean... text trees, and things like that. Yeah. Um, the party system is pretty good. You, I don't remember how you did your party management in Mass Effect. Like, you could could you control your party members? Uh, yeah, you could jump around. I thought you could. Yeah, okay, you I could jump, so. turn around as. Yeah, you could okay. play as them. Yeah, that's one of the big things that I, I just forget. It took me a while to forget in Dragon Age was you know. Possessing your other characters is, and having them do stuff. Is it all slotted equipment and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's pretty standard. Yeah, sure. And I've seen the commercial for Dragon's Age all over the place. Have you seen that one, the fully rendered one? Uh-uh. Yeah. It's, I, I've seen on every, like pretty much everything I watch. So if they're targeting my demographic, they're doing a very good job of it. Uh, they, I would guess they probably are targeting your demographic. You, uh, <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> you seemed like you were enjoying it uh, yesterday. You got into a dwarf three-way. I had a, dwar- <laughs> yeah, I had a, dwar- I had a dwarven three-way like, immediately. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty jazzed about that. What are you Slip talking it. about? <laughs> Dragon Age. Age. You have sex in the game? Well, they don't show it, but... I just got a blowjob in Gay Tony. It's fucking know. awesome. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is weird. I mean, I can understand. I'm not saying you shouldn't put it in there. It's just like, why would you? It is weird, who right? Cares? Yeah. That's in Fable 2. I've been playing Fable 2 lately. Yeah, and Fable 2s. They have a lot of, there's a lot of sex. Like, you can have unprotected sex or protected sex. Man, Fable 2 is a fun game, but those fucking achievements are chintzy, dude. Hey, there's something weird about Fable 2 that I want to talk to you about. What's that? I wish I had a demonstration here, but I'll show it to you later. I am playing Fable 2 not off the disc, but off the downloaded version, Mm -hmm. where you download Episode 1. You should go to Marketplace, okay? How many episodes of that are there? Five. There are five. You are correct. Go to Marketplace on the 360. Go to Marketplace on Xbox.com. See if you can download Episodes 2 through 5. Really? The answer is you cannot. You can only download Episode number 1, and it's about a 2 gig download. Because that's the only one that's out so far? Nope. Nope, nope. The way it works, one? it prompts you in the game to download it too. When you get to the end of one, or when you get your first achievement, because one is free and two is the paid version, so that's when you start unlocking achievements. So when you get your first achievement, it just automatically says, "Hey, you should pay for this." It says, "Yes, you got an achievement. If you unlock the game, you'll get it." So what would your be your reaction to that? I would unlock the game. So you hit X to unlock the game to get yeah. it. Yeah, four gig download. What? So in the middle of playing, then you're sitting there waiting for a four gig download. So you get an achievement or get far enough into the story that they're like, hey, you should play more eventually. Yeah, four gig download. Yeah, so that. so when you see the four gig download, what would be your reaction? Uh, I'm going to start the download and then go do something else. Mine was to quit, and I'm just going to keep playing, and I'll, I'll re-get that achievement so it was so easy anyway. Sure. Or maybe I'll test to see if it unlocks it later when I do get the content. You cannot prompt the game to download the content. 
the only way that you can get the episode two file is to get to an event in the game that has you do it. Now, you know how I play. I have other Xboxes in my house. I have Xboxes at work. I tried to load my episode two character on a new download of episode one. I couldn't load it. It said, it's not valid. You need to get episode two. And there's no way to get it. I had to start a new character, get to a point where I could get an achievement. So you could download two and then play with your two characters. I looked, I showed this to Gus. I looked everywhere. I don't know enough about Fable 2, but this seems wrong to me. It seems like this is impossible. There's gotta be, this this can't be right. This is fucking horrible. I am Mr. Payne customer. I'm ready to buy the next episode and I cannot find the menu to download episode two. And I gotta say, Marketplace, I don't know if it's the way they designed it or what, but now... A game like Fable has 32 items in its list, in its little folder in Marketplace. Yeah. And you got to scroll through stuff and you see, oh, here's episode two. Oh, wait, no, that's episode two of the video library. Okay, let me go to this. Oh, here's episode two. Oh, no, wait, that's episode two of the trailer for the DLC. So it's like, uh, it's it's so confusing. Yeah. And, and episode two through five of the downloadable version of the game does not exist as far as I can tell in any possible format for you to download. I refuse to believe that. I mean, I know you're telling me, and you I mean, you went through it, but that just doesn't seem like it's possible. That's, that's actually kind of depressing. Like, it, I'm actually sad about that. It's a flaw in the system, for that's, sure. That's horrible. Yeah, that's a big flaw. <laughs> that's what I call a big miss. Man, <laughs> that's too bad. Yeah. Can you just buy the full game on Games on Demand? No. Ugh. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's the episodic version, and that's it. Otherwise, I would have just done that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and downloaded it. I mean, I don't want to interrupt the game for four gig downloads. So how do you, like, at what point, you've been playing Fable 2 a lot. I've noticed you've got about 330 achievement points in it. Great game, by the way. Yeah, it is a great game. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. It's a fun game to play with somebody else. You know, like Griffin and I play together at night. It's just like. It's not stingy about giving achievements to the co-op player. Nope, not at all. Not player at all. two. Oh, that's cool. But at what point do you get to episode three? And when you get to episode three, do you pay for it and automatically unlock because you've already downloaded six gigs at that point? It does that weird marketplace thing where it says, hey, you're at episode three. It's going to be 800 points to unload, or, excuse me, unlock episode three. And you say, okay, well, I've already been, done, been through this once. Let me try it. You hit X to download. And it comes up, this is a 4.3 gig download. And you're like, mother... Fucker. And but then when you hit it, it's that marketplace thing where it's a four point three gig download, but it just instantaneously unlocks. It's already downloaded, yeah. yeah. So it's like re downloading in a Can, sense. What at what point do you remember what point you just out of curiosity, what point you unlock episode three? Because two is like get a first it's achievement. The docks at um the docks to go to Bloodstone or whatever. The, to go to Spire. Spire. The yeah. Spire. When you have hammer and you're getting on the boat to go to the docks. So. Okay, so when you're going for the hammer of or the, the I, I don't know. I haven't unlocked it yet, so it's not the strength. It's right after you finish the crucible. Yeah, okay. Is that Westfield? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Westfield's at the cruise. When you go to leave Westfield via the docks, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea either, Jack. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm lost. I'm at that point in the game, and I've been at that point in the game for about 10 hours because they're like, don't get on that boat unless you're ready to get on the boat. That is the point. I'm also not getting on the boat because I don't understand that either. Yeah, so I'm doing like every other achievement in the game I can before I get on the boat. So yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know either. Uh, yeah. You know what achievement I did last night? Or not last night, but the other night, it's a pain in the ass. That exactly. gambler one. Where you have to make five hundred dollars. Those gambling games are cool, though. They are pretty cool. They're pretty fun. I did it on the uh, on the the second one, the one in West, not Westfall. Well, just describe it for people who. It's aren't... the one with the cards where you, they they throw two card a card down and then they put two cards on top of it I don't and know they that can't. One. You don't know that one. Mm-hmm. And it's like a reverse. It's like a pyramid. And each time, if like say if you get a six on this row and then a six on this next row and they touch, you lose. I'm always impressed with the card games that people can come up with after all this time. I mean, yeah. card, cards are an old technology. You know, in terms of gaming, and it's amazing that people who make video games can... They've made, like, five or six unique, original, fun games to play in the in the casinos there. Yeah. They're not casinos. They're little gaming there, I think there's four, that sounds cool. four different ones in Fable, and well, they're all cool games. That well, first one, the betting one, it's kind of like... 
Archstone? Archstone yeah. is awesome. You get lost in that game. Are, are these the ones that they had available for download? Like download the pub before? games? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I don't, I don't own pub games, but I think so. You're going to have to. There's a little bit of a controversy in that you have to have pub games to get all 1,000 points. How so? There's a dog trick that's only available through pub games, and you have to have all the dog tricks in What's order to th- unlock all the things. Oh, it's really? the backflip. Motherfucker. But then I heard they, they, in reaction to that, they made it easily obtainable in DLC, but either way, you can't get the full 1,000 points just Without. by having the retail game. Oh, that's bullshit. How I does was, Microsoft approve that? I was, it's a Microsoft first-party game. They can violate their own rules if they want to. bullshit. It's all experiments. I was going to uh, buy the pub games and all the DLC anyway, so... Yeah, but, but yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it still sucks. That sucks, for sure. But I gotta say that Fable 2 is a really great game. It's a, it's a fun 360 game, and like I said, they don't punish the co-op player. But I, I agree with you 100%. However, that game leaves no impression on me. Like, I don't... I will sit down and play it because it's something that Griffin and I can do together and it's a game that we can play co-op, but I don't leave thinking, i got to get back into Fable 2 and play or I can't wait to see what happens. It's, it's a lot like, of collecting and a lot of grinding stuff. It is, it is. And they, they present it in a fun way, but they're just like, I'm not like engrossed in that story in any way at all. Yeah, in co-op, you don't want to watch somebody work their job as a blacksmith God, for an that, hour. Did you do the level 5 blacksmith or whatever? I have. Not fucking ever. It's cool. It's a little mini game, though. A little job mini game. I got an achievement yesterday in uh, Fairy Tale Fights, which I've been playing now. There's an, there's an achievement for uh, staying in basically the menu world for 15 minutes. That and seems it, like those kinds of achievements are becoming more popular. The menu well, world. Well, like like basically, there's a little like you walk around, like you can select your character here. You walk over to different places. You, you do your options here. You walk over to different place. Start your quest here. And but there's no fighting, no nothing. Like there's nothing going on in there other than the options, mm-hmm. and you have to stand there for 15 minutes. Sounds like a punishment. Yeah, it's like yeah, that. It's there was like, there was like... one in Guitar Hero 2. There was an achievement for watching the credits. Yeah, and that was like a, like a 10 or 15 minute credit sequence. Yeah, there's it a lot. Reminds of me of the Secret of Monkey Island one. We have to be underwater for 10 uh, minutes. And yeah, there was one in Saw called You Wasted Your Life. We have to be idle in like just standing there for five minutes. That's stupid. I hate those. Kind I'm of not. I'm not a big fan of those. achievements. Are a weird thing too because when they first started, they kind of seemed like something you would discover on your own. Mm-hmm. And I thought part of the community process would be trying to figure out what the achievements were, and they're not that at all anymore. Now yeah. they're released with all the other information before a game comes mm-hmm. out. It's like part of the press of what the achievements are going to be. And those those achievements, like the one you just talked about, the f- stay in the menu world for 15 minutes, they break achievements for me because to me the idea of an achievement is to present the game in a way that you wouldn't have necessarily thought to play it and to add replay value to the game. And that's taking you away from playing the game. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense to me. And to me, they're, like, they're the way to show – they're a way to make single-player competitive right. is what I like about it. Yeah, them. absolutely. You can show that, look, I did this. I finished ODST on Legendary. You know, yeah. To the, to this day, my Geometry Wars one two hundred of two hundred points is like one of my proudest things I've done on an Xbox. Sure, because if you know anything about Geometry Wars, you know if you, someone has two hundred of two hundred, that's pretty bad. Yeah, and it's a, it's a nice summary too that you can say that. And I know what that means. You know, speaking of Xbox arcade games, Jack, uh, you mentioned this the other day, but apparently this weekend you can get Xbox three hundred and sixty super cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I just made a post on Achievement Hunter. Uh, Walmart's doing a deal on Saturday. You can buy an Xbox uh, arcade unit. For two hundred dollars, and it comes with a hundred dollar gift card. Wow! So, so essentially, you're buying s- an arcade for a hundred bucks. A Walmart gift card or an online I, gift card? I didn't. I don't know. You can use that gift card to buy a memory card because you're going to need one. Buy a fucking hard drive. No, yeah. I believe the arcade comes with a memory card. Oh, does yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It yeah, does. Oh, awesome! I mean, that's that's the only storage it has. So I guess it's got to have some storage, right? It's, it's well, essentially Microsoft's gateway to the market. What do you What do you do with like NXC and stuff? 
How does that? Does it, 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 has happen, some, it, it has it, some internal memory. It's not much. Enough like, to it has like five hundred megs in okay. internal memory for uh, yeah for updates. It's a Walmart gift card. It looks like according to Walmart.com. That's pretty cool. Can you apply that gift card to the purchase of the Xbox? No, <laughs> probably so. not. It's uh, a loophole. Walmart.com lists it as out of stock, so hopefully you can find it in stores. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, no, it's it's only available Saturday. It's like like the oh, ad okay. that's going out. It's like Saturday from like 8 a.m. is when they kick it off or whatever. Still, dude, that's a pretty fucking crazy yeah, deal. Yeah, dude, 100 bucks for 360? That's great. Yeah, that's you a should, great deal. You should go trample some people for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to see those videos. Those are always the worst. Yeah, they're coming soon. God, last year. I mean, that fucking... Those people die for no reason. Yeah. Well, like, didn't like a, a pregnant woman get trampled? Oh, God. People get knocked down. They're just oh. charging into Walmart. I just I don't understand it. Why show up that day? Why is it? Why do people go crazy for tax free days too? In Texas, we have a day before well, school starts, a weekend where it's tax free weekend where you don't pay sales tax. Sales tax in Texas is eight and a quarter percent. If they had an eight and a quarter percent off sale, nobody would show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the fact that it's tax free day, everybody in the world clogs every street. Yeah, I in make, Austin. I make sure. I make sure I'm ready for that weekend, so I don't have to leave my house at all that entire weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a series of of events in Austin that local Austinites have to shutter themselves in for. South by Southwest, ACL, tax-free, the biker rally. Well, we just can't leave our house. Texas Relays. Texas Relays is a big one, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. around my house because I'm right by the stadium and everything. Oh, yeah. You uh, can't go anywhere. I was say, Texas Relays had never bothered me in the past, but I guess I live right by the stadium. They will now, now dude. You won't yeah. be able to go anywhere. It's not, <laughs> f- football games can be pretty bad also yeah. in our neighborhood. Man, I, I just imagine probably the worst thing ever is if you live in New Orleans and Mardi Gras shows up once a year. <laughs> or if you oh, live man. in, like, Daytona Beach. Yeah, and spring break. You know, that's all in March. That yeah, you have to deal with. God, all that, that does stuff. sound fucking terrible. You're right. That, that, you're right. Some people do have it much worse. Yeah, we have a bad <laughs> week here and there. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's not like major they get a bad stuff. season. If you're in fucking Daytona Beach, though. You're staring at girls in bikinis for a month or dudes. Maybe. Yeah, or just you're hearing lots of packs of dudes going woo, <laughs> looking to get in a fight with anybody who'll make eye contact with them. It's while true. we're while we're speaking about mainstream Walmart America, can I ask a question? Sure. Why do they continue to build? fast food restaurants that have two drive-through windows. Has anyone ever seen the first drive-through window being used at no, any point in time? Never. What is the economical zenith that has to happen in order for them to open up that first no, window? I see it happen all the time. The Wendy's by our house, they always use both uh There's both, a both Wendy's windows. by our house? In the Hancock yeah. Center or by Club HEB. Club HEB. There's a Wendy's over there? Yeah, it's right, yeah, behind it's, the it's right on the feeder road of, of of 35. Oh, I would never. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. They, they, use, I, they use both windows. It's by the Sears. You're right. Okay. Actually, uh, the In-N-Out's out in Los Angeles, they have they usually have two windows, but it's on either side of yeah, the building. But they have a guy standing they, outside with they, a fucking well, but they also, credit card machine. They, but they also have like the drive-up things, too, if that guy's not there. Yeah, I think lots of places use both windows. In-N-Out is a burger franchise that's in California. It's mainly on the West Coast, but mainly California, Nevada over there. And I've never been there when there wasn't an enormous line. <laughs> I mean, enormous where there's cars wrapped around the yeah. building, and there's a guy standing in the parking lot taking your yeah. order. We, uh, Jeff and I helped cause a line this past year at Comic-Con. <laughs> we went through the drive-thru and ordered, like, 15 hamburgers. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that trip is that in and out was right next to a Carl's Jr. I don't know if you remember this. No, no it was a Del Taco. Oh, the Del Taco. Oh, you're right, a Del Taco. And we had Our Lady with the little machine who was taking an order outside, and she had, like, a little awning and stuff that she was standing under, and there was this huge line of cars. And then we went forward about a few feet, and we saw the Del Taco, and there was the dude at Del Taco outside with the punching machine under his awning was fucking just, like, there, dead. There, there was, it was deader totally than Totally dead. dead. He the Del just, Taco could have been closed. He looked like the most <laughs> bored dude in the planet, and his job is to stand there and watch In-N-Out be successful. 
<laughs> and, and it sounds like, well, that guy just gets to hang out and sit in the shade while the other guy's working his ass off. If you've ever worked a job like that, you know it's always better to be busier than it is to be yeah, slow. Especially, especially it's slow and he has to stand in a parking lot, you know, with, you know, inhaling car exhaust all day. It's just, man, when you're Time sitting, stops. Yeah, time does stop. When you're watching the clock and it's just like, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, I used to work at a grocery store. It was the same deal. If there was no lines, it would just be boring as hell. But when it was busy, burn it, right it, through. It's like when we worked tech support. It was like, yeah, you complained when there was a long queue and, you know, constantly on the phone. But at least your shift was over fast. It was over real you, fast. You weren't just sitting there, like, staring at the wall. We have been very fortunate, and thank you to all of our fans for this, in that when we go to conventions, they're... We, we, we stay very busy. There's always people to talk to. We don't often sit at the booth waiting for someone to come up and say hello. When I worked at the tech support company, I would do, go do convention sales, and there would be eight hours where you'd just be standing in a booth, and you, you might see in the convention hall six people. That's so sad. That's rough. It's, it was hard, dude. Yeah. It was. I mean, you'd just be like, you have a lot of philosophical debate with yourself <laughs> over how, what you're doing with your life. When you're just standing there. Well, I saw some of those at PAX, those, those booths that God knows how much they paid for those booths. And there's, they have like a, a poster and then someone in behind a table with a book. And it's like, yep. oh man. Gu- Gus and I went to Austin GDC a while back. When was that? It was in September? Yeah. And that's that's all Austin GDC was, was it was a bunch of those like prefabbed booths that you would see like at the internet conference with people in like button-up blue jean um, shirts with an embroidered logo of some game company mm-hmm. just standing there looking like they'd like, rather be doing anything else in the world. Or like, please, someone come talk to please, us. Please, I want to talk to you about our engine or our microprocessing, or microtransaction we, processor. We can process credit card payments on the iPhone. Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> please, God, let me show you. Gus and I actually went to a convention for a friend who was starting a convention. You remember this, Gus? How can you forget? We went to one in Florida. It was the first year they had the convention. And we had a feeling it was weird and sketchy, so only Gus and I went. And the guy, for whatever reason, didn't do any promotion for it. And there was a there was a bunch of people there that we see at other conventions. And uh, most of them packed up and left the first day, but we knew the guy, so we felt obligated to hang out for a day well, or two extra. Because Florida's always been really good to us at conventions. I, I think, Gus, what would you say was the total attendance of this guy's con? Maybe a thousand. That's he's he's being nice. We we he's being it, it was nice. so slow. We had time to leave the convention, go buy a TV and an Xbox and Halo Three, and play Halo Three. Because Halo Three had just come out, and and so we went and played. We played Halo Three all weekend in our booth. Wow, it was it was fucking brutal. It was yeah, it was pretty. And sick. it reminded me of the days before when I'd go to cons where there was it was a professional convention, you know, for the telecom. Of the Southwest or something like that, and there would be fifty people there, and there'd be a thousand you know, vendors showing stuff. That, that's the convention where I took that picture that's in my image gallery, where we hooked up my where we hooked up the Xbox to run through the hotel internet. Yeah, yeah, we used it, we hooked it up into my laptop to get the internet, and it was a thing too where it was like we had other like sci-fi writers and stuff who were nearby us, and um, you know, like the former sci-fi actresses with their headshots from thirty years ago and yeah. stuff. Um, they, they were coming out, and I remember they were giving us grief about playing Halo in our booth. It's like, what? Fuck you! It's like, what do we? What do we just sit here and stare at the fucking wall yeah. to make you happy? Yeah, that was stupid. And the guy, man, every time that convention organizer would come around, it was like, get the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty rough. I hate. I hate to even think about how much money that guy lost. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really that's sad. Really sucks. Speaking of uh, losing money, this is a, this is a story that you might get a kick out of, Bernie. I don't know if you heard this, but I guess that there's this Dutch hacker 
who has started hacking people's jailbroken iPhones in the <laughs> Netherlands. And he sends them, he hacks their phone, then locks them out of their phone and sends them a text message saying, your iPhone's been hacked because it's really insecure. Please visit this URL to secure your iPhone. And you have to send him five euros, and then he sends you instructions on how to get your phone back. <laughs> that's, that's digital extortion. I love it. That's funny. It's like, please pay, pay me for protection, yeah. and I'll secure your phone. Yep. And you can't take it to the Apple store because it's, it's a hacked iPhone. Right. That's funny. Yeah, when you... When There's you, nothing you can do about it because it's fucking jailbroken and insecure. Reap what you sow. That's pretty aggressive for a Dutch dude, I gotta yeah, say. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, <laughs> I thought that was really fucking funny. And yeah, you're totally locked out of your phone. And I think he also says, like, I can see everything on your phone right now. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> he said this is in the Netherlands? Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess when, when you jailbreak it, by default, it enables you to SSH into your phone. And most people don't know that. And most people don't know enough to change the root password <laughs> on oh, your SSH tunnel. Man. So he SSHs into everyone's phone as root and then fucks with them and locks them out not that sophisticated the hack at all really. no I no mean, yeah. it's just people are jailbreaking because it's it's like we always talk about like the you know hacking by google it's like oh follow these instructions yeah. i don't know what i'm doing well, but yeah. i know how to get to hasta la vista so i'm a hacker yeah. you yeah. want to be a hacker right now try to connect to 192.168.1.1 and use the password admin you'll probably <laughs> yeah. you'll probably get in there too yep. you know everyone who's got a linksys router and never changed your thing because he just exposed a major security flaw in our company. Uh, 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 ours is admin one. Uh, yeah. Ours is NIMDA. Ours is, ours is Linksys. As if. As if. But, I mean, you talk about people not understanding it. I just read this weekend that someone is filing a class action lawsuit because they found out their neighbor can pick up their baby monitor and oh, monitor the yeah. inside of their house when they use the same brand of, of baby monitor, yeah, wireless baby that. monitor. Duh. That's stupid. I mean, right? People are fucking <laughs> stupid. How do you not know that? It's a walkie-talkie that's always on. That's all it yeah. is. Yep. We used to pick up the uh, Burger King drive-thru on my dad's police scanner. That was fun. Yeah, and then back, yeah. in, back in the day, I used to have like a VHF, UHF TV, and I could hear everyone's cordless phones on my UHF channels. <laughs> not a big deal. It, it happens. Yeah, cordless, I, cordless phones use a different frequency now, but you know back then it's when you had the huge ones with the antenna you had to pull out. There's I, a, there's a lot of trust. Speaking Pete. of, <laughs> this is a little different, but it's very funny. I don't know if we've ever talked about this in the podcast, but when you lived in that apartment complex over oh, off man. Riverside back in the day, his phone line was somehow crossed with his neighbor's phone line, and his neighbor was a drug dealer. <laughs> and we would sometimes pick up Gus's phone. We would do it all the time, and you could just listen in to the guy making drug deals and be like, yeah, come over, you and buy half an ounce. All right, yeah, no problem. It's 120 bucks. All right, cool. Yeah, just leave the money under the on the potter in the front yard. All right, cool. Click. And you would you would pick it up to make a, to order pizza, and you'd just be in the middle of a yeah, drug deal. You'd constantly be hearing drug deals. Like, all right, dude was a busy drug it dealer. Was, it was a. They're, they're, I think they're a defunct CLEC now, but it was Waller Communications. Mm-hmm. I know Waller. Yeah. yeah, they must have had. They must have hired a bad subcontractor to wire their <laughs> their phone lines in that building. Cause it was awesome. You could hear everything. By the way, did you see how excited they got about a CLEC. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, Throw out some telco terms and Bernie perks up. Yeah, when I was in uh, when I lived on Riverside, where where you're talking about, I took my cordless phone, not my cell phone. I took my cordless phone down to the laundry room and then left it there because I was gathering laundry. I was talking to somebody on my way down there. And then left it there, and some guy picked it up. And we were started getting calls placed to Mexico on the phone. But it became this adventure of we'd look at the base station, and when the light would turn on, we knew the guy was somewhere within about 300 feet. <laughs> and we'd pick up and yell at him, and then we'd, we'd run out and try to find him. We'd like make this <laughs> spiral around the apartment complex, and we never found the dude. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so. my God. 
God, that's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I I can relate to that story in a way. What would you would have done if you if you found him? I would I would you would have gotten stabbed too. He would have he would have bought his phone back for twenty five dollars. I'll tell you exactly what I would have done. I would have done something. I don't know what. And then I would have made myself seem cooler later when I told it to other people. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have done. Oh, man. Like, I, I learned Spanish on the on the way down on the stairs and yelled at the guy and got my phone back. <laughs> and he apologized to me. As opposed to me going, there he is. Hey, don't do that. Get him. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sir. I think uh. our eventual strategy was the battery ran out of juice. Oh. Like, eventually, that <laughs> he charged, couldn't charge it. So. And he couldn't charge it. So maybe we could, we could put a note up on the door saying, we'll charge you. X amount of dollars just to charge the phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so has anyone else seen these new uh, Ultra HD specs that I guess that are getting finalized? No, you were talking oh, about God. them this morning. Already? Right? Yeah, so apparently, I guess, you know, they want to have everything standardized so they can start uh, having Ultra HD out by 2017. <laughs> Ultra HD? We made a joke about that on our Season 4 DVD. Well, it's reality. You well, could, you well, could what's watch the resolution? The, well, there's going to be two resolution levels. Oh, God damn it. Well, it's just like 720 and 1080. Why, why two, though? Why? Mm. Why do we need two well, resolutions? Like the Walmart one? And they're they're going to roll it out in phases. One. The lower resolution is going to come out in 2017 and the higher resolution in 2022. Anyway, the resolutions are 4K for the low end, 8K for the high end. Oh, fuck. Wait, wait, wait. And it comes with a 22.2 multi-channel, three-dimensional sound. What? 22? Multi-dimensional? Does it really go to other dimensions? <laughs> <laughs> no, multi-channel, three-dimensional. Multi-channel, three-dimensional. 22.2. So that's two subs and 22 speakers. Yes. Jesus I have no Christ. idea what you do with that many speakers. Even with that many subs. What do you need? I mean, what do you need more than five for? 8K resolution is 7680 by 4320. There's a little graphic here. I'm, I'll show you guys. That I'll have to link dump it. That shows, like, this blue here is the big resolution. And that purple <laughs> right there is what the red can shoot in. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I can show a diagram. Now, when you go, you got to think about this in terms of, like, square footage instead of linear. So when you say, like, 1K to 2K, 2K is about four times the size. That 1K is. 1K is typically uh, 1080 resolution. Mm -hmm. It's right around there. But that's usually what's referred to as 1K. 2K is typically what they show in a movie theater, in a cinema. Mm -hmm. And now we're just now getting our red shoots in 4K. And they're just now getting projectors that can project in 4K in the movie theater. Yeah. I don't know that you can tell the difference in a movie theater between yeah. 2K and 4K. I can't. 4K is 4520 by 2540. 8K is going to put every single broadcaster out of job <laughs> you cannot it'd be like looking at someone from an inch away while they talk to you yeah it's gonna be disgusting it's gonna oh. be gross it's, it's gonna, gonna make, make it's gonna make some great porn yeah it's gonna kill oh. porn well i think by that point we'll That's have about high def, artificial announcers anyway yeah maybe you know people aren't gonna want to look at other people we're just gonna want to look at computer animated versions of people or cartoons or something well, just like japan yeah yeah or they'll be photorealistic but you know, they'll be flawless. We'll have the the uh, pod racer announcers from episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Proops is going to do all the news. I'd, I'd rather have the two cranky old men from the Muppet show in the balcony. <laughs> I really wouldn't be surprised if like, you had it like, in a, within the next five, six years if you had like a Katie Couric where it's her reading the news, but it's all done with like facial real-time mocap, and it's on a model of well, Katie Couric that like looks fucking perfect. Max I, I was, was going to take it a step further and say, yeah, that, that that's what I had in mind also, but... It's going to be hopefully so that you can select the model you're looking at. Yeah, like I guess there's, so. there's some kind of feedback where like that that information is stored, you know, as metadata. Do you really think that's going to happen? You can you can select the you can reskin the news to however you want. Do you honestly think that's going to happen? Yeah, why wouldn't it? We're going to get our news from CGI characters. I could see that. I could I could definitely see entertainment. I could see replacing actors. 
with people, with the yeah, CG people. News, Absolutely. News would be much easier. Well, I'm... But new, I mean, it, it, why not just read it? You know, if, if it's going to get to that point, I mean, if you're not getting it from a human, like, why, why, not, a, the, why, why not read it now? The, no, no, we talked about Walter Cronkite. The whole thing about news is you have to trust the person delivering the news to you. And why, why would you trust an animated character? I, agree I, don't, with Jack. Think, I don't think they'll tell you. You're, you're assuming it's going to be an animated character. I'm saying it'll just look like a flawless human being, mm-hmm. which would like be an will, animated character. But you won't, he's saying you might not know it's animated. You wouldn't know. Ah, uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's not like. Do you think they could sneak that on the air? I think they. About ten years. Yeah, I think they could sneak that on the air, and I think it'd be real time. Like, I think they could have a camera in the back room on Katie Couric in her pajamas with a couple dots on her face. They probably won't even need that, and she'll be reading the news with real emotion, and it'll be translated. What, is, is it is it worth all the effort to go to that as opposed to just filming someone? You can fire makeup people. You can fire you know your set designer because it's all you know. I mean, you can take your studio. You, you, yeah, you don't need the studio. Well, I mean, yeah. I, see, that's more likely me. I, I would see a green screen studio before replacing a person. Well, it, we already have that. It, it's baby steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. especially within, then if it's a lot easier to take that that 3D person and stick them in a 3D presentation, like a hologram. You don't have to have a real studio. You have a fake person anyway. It'll be it, it'll be like the progression from regular content, like scripted content, to reality TV to fucking animated reality TV. Why I swear when you say it? Like, because I swear about everything. <laughs> like, someday we'll have Big Brother with, like, Elvis and Hitler and Gandhi. <laughs> there was a show on Comedy Central about that, right? Is there? It's some some cartoon show. About, oh, like, Drawn Together yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, different. If I have a little, if I have a little, little Katie Couric on my countertop while I'm making breakfast, walking around. I'm, by the way, I don't have a Katie Couric fetish. I just, <laughs> she's the example that I came up with and I'm sticking with it. Uh, and she's walking around on my countertop delivering me the news while I'm making you know, space eggs or whatever I'm doing. <laughs> the, you know, I mean, what difference? I mean, she's she can't be in a real studio. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have to be in a mocap studio anyway. It's like, why not, you know, for this 8K resolution, you're not going to want to look at Katie Kirk in 8K. So you're, you're Especially like, in 10 years. I mean, she's cute, but she's not going to hold up. She's America's sweetheart. <laughs> so it's like the Katie Kirk Cortana, basically. Like, It'll be like how Michael yeah. Steele walks out on the Republican website. <laughs> I, I, God, I think, that's the best ever. I will say this. I think the spec is total bullshit because... How can you spec out a 2D flat display for 2017? We're not going to have those. We're not right. going to. We're not going to be interested in those anymore. We'll see. Got to spec it out anyway. <laughs> You're going to have 3D on your on your desktop with your computer probably in the next five six years. Ugh, I hope not. It'll happen, and when it happens, it's going to happen fast. It'll happen. Fast. I hope I can get eye, sur- really fast. eye surgery to implant the 3D glasses directly into my cornea. It's going to be like Minority Report with the the multiple screens and stuff. We're getting mm-hmm. close to that now with Natal. We're getting close to a lot of stuff in Minority Report. Yeah, Natal. That's <laughs> well. I mean, like the, you're, you're talking about, like running an Xbox just using your hands. That's what Minority Report is, basically. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see when it's out. Hey, that's true. That uh, talking about Xbox it reminds me that Halo Waypoint's coming out soon. We should probably talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. We made a video for it. We did. Gus and I made a video for Waypoint. We showed a, a preview showing everyone what, to, what they can expect. It comes out tomorrow, doesn't it? We actually have a red versus blue video on there as well. I hope I can say that. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure I can say it's in, that. It's in the preview. Okay. Yeah, we have a red versus blue video on there too. Bernie didn't watch our preview, Jeff. Oh man! Is it an old video or a new one? Uh, uh, the one that was on there was DIY. So that was that's old. That's that where you guys old. started Griffball. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. Waypoint's actually pretty fucking cool. No, we made another Waypoint video, PSA specifically for Waypoint. Yes, we did. Yeah, is that on there? That's not I on didn't there see yet. it. Okay, I probably just that's, fucked that's up. Why, that's that. why I didn't talk about. It. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we well, should have told me it was okay. <laughs> nobody, <about> it. <laughs> it's a, nobody would have expected that we would make a video for Halo Waypoint. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Damn it, we tipped our hand. Oops. Uh... Yeah, that waypoint thing's pretty cool. I am a level thirty-eight Halo player. Out of, out of forty levels. Out of forty. Oh god, I don't want to see what mine is. By the way, 
that 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 says to me more than anything else. System might need a little tweaking. You are not <laughs> a level thirty eight anything. Yes, I am. Well, it's all based on achievements, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That, that would make sense for you. I but... need about 160 achievements don't, to don't, get up to 40. Don't worry, Bernie. I'm sure you'll be a level 40. I'm sure you'll be a higher level than Jeff. No, so the, <laughs> I mean, that's because mean... you have more points in ODST than I do. You'll be you'll be up there. I bet you're already a level 40. I mean, it, it's not just Halo. We actually read a story recently how few people finish single player campaigns. It was crazy. Very low. I think what was it the the God, I wish I had that in front of me. Was it Call of Duty 4 had the highest rate of people finishing the campaign? And it was 45%. Yeah, people who wow. buy the game and play it. And... It was Fable 2 was actually the highest. It was oh. around 45%. But Call of Duty 4 was right behind it. I'm looking at the list right here. Oh, okay, I saw cool. a stat recently that said um, less than 1% of all users who play Halo 3 have all the achievements. I'm yeah, not surprised by that. A thousand of a thousand. It's I, hard to do. Yeah, yeah, but still, that's pretty awesome. Hell, I don't have all the achievements in Halo 3 now. I've only got 1575. Go, well, I think this is the original thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... Uh, oh, wait, but, I, I, I take it back. I was looking at the wrong chart here. We, I was looking at percent gamer score completion. Percent completing campaign, Call of Duty 4, is the highest, and it's just over 70%. Okay. Oh, Halo, that's actually pretty high. Yeah, yeah, Halo 3 is the second highest, right around 70%. The graph I was looking at before is people who, I guess, who thousand point a game. Oh, what, what the hell are we talking about then? Yeah, percent gamer score completion versus percent completing campaign. 70% of people completing the campaign is actually really good. I that is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But the... Um, GTA 4 was under 30%. Really? I am amongst the majority who did not finish that. You're amongst game. the majority who don't have 1,000 points in Halo, too. No, I, I do. I have 1,000 points in Halo. Yeah, we talked about retail this. game. That, that's not what you said. <laughs> that's not what you said. All right, all right. Everybody calm down. We're all friends. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have 1,000 points in Halo, and I'll never get 1,000 points. Why not? Because I suck at Halo. I did. Oh, it's yeah. easy. Like, over, like overkill? They're, 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 I'm never going to get an overkill. Dude, they're going to release enough DLC. It'll be super easy. I, I got 1,000 points no, no, in no, Halo. No, no, I'm talking about 100% completion, not 1,000 right. points. That's not what you said. God, all right, take it easy. Listen, we People's started the podcast as friends. Let's end the podcast. Gus is just like got... people saying stuff that they don't mean. I can tell him he wants to get mad. Yeah, he, he does. He's, he's looking he's to get mad. Get... He's like, this is the point of the podcast where I have. I realize I haven't been angry yet. <laughs> well, we're gonna, See, we... he got amped up a couple should, times. Should I, I have to I, invent a reason to be mad. Now. Should I aggro Gus? Gus? No, it's like it is. <laughs> it's like off. it's like a drug. You can only go. You know, it's higher and higher levels to sustain <laughs> his need. Don't don't be a hater just because uh, just because I hate. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate the hater. Hate the game. Don't hate the hate. <laughs> we got anything else we need to talk about this week before we wrap up? I don't know. I feel like we've been talking for a lot. There's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Oh, so by, by this time next week, uh, Modern Warfare 2 will be out. That's going to be yeah, big. Dude. I'm excited. I got Lego Rock Band. Oh, yeah. I got Lego Rock Band, too. I thought it's really what, cool. What's a song list like that on? What's, what's a song list like? Just cool. Just, I don't know. It's just little songs. That, they're all over the place. Like, there's Blur, Song 2. Um, Jackson 5's on there. Yeah. You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. There you go. He's probably better to say it. You know, I think there's a David Bowie song in there. Let's dance is on Let's there. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's David really Bowie's in the game, right? It's really eclectic, dude. Ghostbusters, the Ray Parker Jr. song is in there. Oh, really? My daughter played it three times last night. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's I a mean, good I'm, choice. I'm gonna take that game up. I saw that there's the option to extract those songs into your regular Rock Band or Rock Band Two game, which I, is it, cool to me. Yeah. Of, of all the cool. Rock Band games, that would be the one that I would want to buy the guitar. Like I would want to buy a le- yeah. the Lego guitar, and they didn't do that, right? They fucked up though. They fucked up two ways on this Lego Rock Band release. One is what you're talking about. They didn't make instruments, and I'm, they should make kid size instruments yeah. first of all yeah. for it. And then they have this mode, which is the whole reason I bought it, which is very easy mode. From Same what here. I, from what I can tell, very easy mode is just easy mode. With less stringent scoring, I don't think you can fail very easy. Mode. That's that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for very easy. I'm looking for you use just red, and or just red and yellow. That's it, and you're just timing the strums. Right, like, it's teaching you to strum. Yeah, yeah, just teaching the kids the beat. You know, without you know 
I want a very easy mode, not easy, but less more ability to fail because the kids. I want the kids to be able to keep up with it. Yeah, no, it sucks because I my four year old wants to play that game desperately because it's Lego and it's very cool, but it's it's still the guitar is way too big for her. And yeah. she can't handle three buttons and strumming. Well, you can buy a third-party smaller guitar, right? Like, those exist. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it mean, seems like they recognize the need. They're making an effort to fill the need for people who have kids pe- – parents who have kids that they want to play the music game to get into music, right? That's right. what you're going for. Yeah. That's what I'm going for, too. And it seems like they recognize that. They put out a product to fill that need, and they didn't do it. Nope. You know, I'd be interested – it hasn't really been on my radar, but yesterday Band Hero came out, which is like the competitor to Rock to Lego Rock Band. Yeah. We should see if they have that kind of stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, doesn't seem kind of stupid. Does it seem dumb to you that Lego Rock Band has an expert mode? Yes, that seems dumb. That uh, seems not, really not necessarily because no. people. I mean, there's going to be completionists out there who got to buy every Rock Band game. I, yeah, I guess, I guess so. But, but good for them. I mean, they're buying the Lego buying Rock a kids Band game. Yeah. To well, play no, expert no, they're, mode? Bu- they're buying another music game. I don't yeah, expect I, I, Lego Indiana Jones to be fucking Halo 3 difficulty. Well, no, no, I mean, that's, a, yeah. that's a completely different genre. There's one-to-one controller. It, yeah. I mean, the Lego Indiana Jones isn't based off a series of Indiana Jones games. Yeah, I, I hate to admit it, but I agree with Jack on this one. Like, I'm probably going to pick up Lego Rock Band, not, you know, for a kid or anything, but I want to play the songs that it has. There All you right, go. well, you could say Lego Star Wars was based off of Star Wars games. There's a billion of those. I would say it's based off the movies more than the games. Based off the movies more than the games. I don't understand. All, what you're saying. all the games are based off the movies. The, the Lego, the the Lego games are traditionally based off franchises: Lego Batman, Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Star Wars. And it's like taking, it's like writing a, a children's book about a movie, like writing a children's version of it. I got whereas Lego, Lego Rock Band is, is based off a franchise, the Rock Band franchise. Yeah, and it's their take on the Rock Band franchise. Yeah, it for does, fucking kids. There, there's going to be hard mode in all of the Lego games too. Well, I mean, all of like the Lego Indiana Jones games, right? Like, no, no. No, there's just story mode and free play mode. Yeah. There's no difficulty settings? No. No. They're kids' games. It has the word Lego on it. Lego means kid. (laughs) Not necessarily. Yes, it It, does. It it goes up to 13 plus. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Go to the fucking... Go find Legos at Target and tell me what section they're in. They're not going to be in the grown-up hunting section. They're in the fucking kids section. Oh, look who's getting, right a- look who's getting angry now. No, oh, nice. I'm, as a parent, I'm pissed off about it. Because no. I do feel kind of duped by that game. By, by which one? By Lego Rock Band. Really? I bought it solely uh, yeah. so that I could, in, like Bernie said... It, they did put like, in an expert mode, and it, they, they put as much effort into that as they should have put into the very easy mode. Yeah. They've well, got... I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, that's literally just like adding an additional track. Like yeah, well, this is literally just reducing no. a fucking no, no, a color. Okay. No, no, you can be as pissed off as you want about the super easy or the easy mode or whatever. I'm assuming it's I'm difficult. Saying, to I understand map. why they put the expert mode. I'm assuming it's difficult to map those buttons. That's what that most of that game is is determining yeah. where the note should be. Yeah, but they should have they should have mapped the very easy mode correctly. Right, they should have made a very easy mode instead of instead yeah. of even going to taking the time to map the expert songs. They should have said, you know what, we're probably well, not I mean, going to need they expert. Did, no, no, the thing is, they did take the time to map a very easy mode. They just didn't map it sufficiently. It's not correct. It's not as easy. They, I'm telling be. you, they didn't map it. They just took the easy one and copied it. Like oh, if you really? played expert, the same. If you played expert, and expert was advanced, but it was just harder no. scoring. Yeah, I didn't realize that the, the very easy and the easy track were identical. They it are. uses the first three buttons. Okay, yeah, so that, that's, that's that's stupid. That's easy. You yeah. know, no, it's really dumb. Yeah, they should have they should have spent more time on the very easy mode for sure. I mean, hell, just have one where you just strum. You know, mm-hmm. and they'll say play free play mode, but. It's not also know. creating an expert mode for a game that's marketed towards kids is basically this is like nine and ten year old kids that are in the Lego that are into Legos at this point, right? We can agree on that. I don't know, but they're kids using, like, but they're using David like Bowie to, to market towards people who aren't kids. Well, kids aren't going to care that David Bowie's yeah, in the game. That's fucking mismarketing, as far as I'm concerned. But no, I think it's okay. It's like kids' version of it. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, also but if you're going to have an expert mode, make it be an expert mode that a kid 
could do. If you like a kid that that plays and gets better and better at Rock Band at eight years old, make an expert mode that's attainable for an eight year old. But but then there's going to be that kid who could play expert level, like legit expert level. Yeah, you've seen these YouTube kids. That one kid, sure. But that kid should play fucking Rock Band. You can work up to it. But every kid wants very easy. Is what we're saying. I think we're all on the same page here. I don't know why we're arguing. Yeah, it's like booting up. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, and there's a legendary mode in that. It's, you know, it just doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sense. Oh, but all, I mean, as far as like having an expert mode, like it, I mean, so what, what Gus said, you can rip those songs to your Rock Band Two playlist. That's fine. And so I mean, that's why it's in there. I mean, it's because you know people are just gonna want the songs. It's, I mean, basically, Lego Rock Band is a new music pack. And, yes. But that also is a game. Yes, they actually told me that in the store. Yeah, you, I agree with you. I just think don't put in the expert mode. If you're going to have the very easy mode in, put some time in it. Yeah, no. I think we all agree. And I don't yeah, know why we're, we're all agreeing. agreeing. No, I, what I'm saying is I think <laughs> I agree more. <laughs> Man, this turned suddenly hostile. Yeah, it's like a weirdly... Gus doesn't I, know what to do when other people are angry. It's, yeah. like, it's like neutral no, hostility. I, I don't understand because we were all agreeing and everyone's still angry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we have anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, I don't think so. All right. We're all no. going to go to therapy now. <laughs> okay. Group well, therapy. everyone, take a breath and have a good lunch. Modern we'll, we'll, Modern we'll Warfare Two next week, and then Left 4 Dead the week after that. Yeah, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Two, and Halo Waypoint this week. And the Left 4 Dead Two demo is available now. Awesome on place. Yeah, I started my download this morning. Okay, all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. TTFN.